What's up, everybody? Welcome to Words of Wisdom Podcast, where we're wowed with wisdom from all walks of life. I'm Jennifer Brand, and I serve as your podcast host to bring words, voice, language, and freedom to your world. It's Wednesday, so let's wise up and let's talk about atypical holidays. Yes, atypical holidays. So from this aspect of atypical holidays, there's four um, four different areas that I want to discuss. Those being eating untraditionally, traveling atypically, devi- defying question normalcy, and dealing with singleness. Those are the four things that I want to talk about concerning atypical holidays because... Um, no matter what part of the world you're in, if you're in the Western American culture, um, we typically all celebrate the same holidays. Now, your religious beliefs or your position in life may thwart you from participating in certain holidays. For instance, I don't celebrate Halloween. Um, it gets no acknowledgement from me. The only acknowledgement Halloween gets from me is a whole lot of prayers for the safety of the children who are participating, who are in costumes against um, pedophiles and spirits and all this other stuff. But um, other than that, um, I don't celebrate that holiday. I have not in years past celebrated Valentine's Day because I hadn't had a need. I didn't have anybody to buy anything for. And nobody really bought me anything. I'd buy something sweet for my mother when we were closer um, uh, prox- in proximity. But since then, I think we kind of went away from it because it's it's insignificant. So anyway, um, you know, you pick and choose which holidays you do and don't celebrate. And, and typically um, what I want to focus today on are the holidays that we tend to celebrate with others. This end of the year, the holidays are upon us. You got Thanksgiving uh, holiday this month, and then you have Christmas next month, and you have New Year's right behind that. So these are typically times that we get around family, that we gather with others, that we take time away from our lives and we celebrate and we're grateful Um, And so what I want to talk about is the paradigm shift, right? Like there are some of us who celebrate these holidays atypically, and I want you to know that it is okay. It is okay if you are not home to to chase your Aunt Pam's new um, macaroni recipe. It is okay if granny doesn't see you for, you know... Christmas, but you get with there in January on MLK Day. It is okay, you know, if you want to do something different, if you want a new experience. I think holidays are a great time to do that. Travel rates, depending on which day you leave, fly out, train, whatever, are different. Um, but you can normally catch a lot of deals around the holidays. So um, the thing that I want to highlight today are eating tra- untraditionally. Um <laughs> So I am vegetarian slash vegan. I say slash vegan because there's some vegetarian practices that I don't identify with, but some vegan practices that I do. Um, With that being said, holidays are a unique experience for me because going home, people, you know, try to guilt you into eating to what they eat or they try to make this whole big deal about you eating something different or having to cook something extra. And depending on how healthy or unhealthy you cook, that might actually well very much be the case. However, I want you to know that it is okay for you to eat untraditionally. Um, My mother last year decided that we are going to have a shrimp boil for Thanksgiving. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Um, 
Last year, I had a vegan Christmas, meaning that we didn't have your traditional, quote unquote, ham and stuffing. No, we had a completely uh, vegan (laughs) Christmas. And I'm saying we because I spent it by myself, which is a very atypical thing to do on Christmas Day where family is gathered around the tree, where eggnog is being drunk and coffee's being freshly roasted and breakfast is served and lunch is served and we, we catch a good NBA game. Yes, I spent it by myself. That's the one time of the year that I give myself to just be with me and I think it's the best thing ever because everybody's happy and jolly and they're in a joyous spirit and I'm kind of getting into the traveling atypically but the point being is that I was able to control what I ate and so I decided to have a vegan Christmas so you are allowed to eat untraditionally it it, there's no sin there's no you know um backlash for you deciding not to have dressing and macaroni and cheese on Thanksgiving um there's no law that says these particular foods have to be eaten on Thanksgiving. As a matter of fact, those are typically the times that we save the more Southern traditional foods. But in all cultures, they have um, their own norms. And I just want you to know that it's okay to break from those norms. Yesterday, I went to the nail shop and um, there was a lady of Chinese descent who was working on my nails. And she asked me about my Thanksgiving plans. And I asked her about her Thanksgiving plans. and And I grew to learn that just because we're in the same region of the world, that does not necessarily mean that we are going to celebrate in the same ways. So I would admonish you to try a new dish, throw something in different and, and, and switch it up because that will make the richness of your experience and the, those that you gather around with like more happy and more elated uh, to be with you. And it creates new memories. I think that's probably the most important thing on any holiday, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, that you create a new memory. So eat untraditionally. It's okay, guys. I promise. Auntie Susie, and Ray Ray and them might look at you crazy because they're like, what is that on your plate? But it's okay. Okay. Don't let them put you in bondage. Traveling atypically. I love traveling on the holidays. Um, I have traveled alone. I have traveled with friends. I have one friend who's going on a cruise for Christmas. Um, I plan on visiting a new city for Christmas. Um, I plan on spending time with family as well, but I, I plan on doing both. In years past, I've always traveled to a new city and had a new experience. I think it's great. So if you are one of those people who are unsure if you should spend time with family or travel if you have the funds to do both to split your trip I would admonish you doing both because why not I mean we don't always get to take time away from our busy lives and our busy schedules to actually spend uninterrupted time with our family so do both I mean I've done both it's rewarding like I said you you get the family time that you need they get the attention and the love and to spend time in your presence as well as um getting to travel we love travel travel was a lot of fun. It, it broadens your perspective. It opens your mind up to learning new things, trying new things, new experiences. So do it. I mean, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. On a deeper, richer level, for those of you who are still going to go back home and you got family members who want to know what's going on in your life. They haven't talked to you, haven't got a chance to just sit down and catch up with you real good. Um, I, I say it's okay to defy question normalcy. And what that means is, is it's normal for, you know, the nosy, rosy auntie. I'm really picking on aunties today, but it's it's okay if, you know, you don't want to answer that question. If they ask you, you know, how's school going? When you're going to graduate? Are you dating somebody? When you're going to get married? When you're going to have kids? Those are all those typical questions that you get asked a million times by all of your relatives. So no, you don't have to stand in a chair and announce to everybody in the world that you're single or announce to everybody 
anybody in the world that you actually don't even desire to be married. Like whatever the case may be, like it's okay to defy the question normalcy. And when I say defy, that's a very strong word, but I actually want you to take a more respectable approach and just say, I I prefer not to answer that question. And it's okay. Like for your mental health, for your your peace of mind, it is okay for you not to answer those questions. You don't have to feel any way. You don't have to, you know, think that, you know, people are thinking about you funny. People are not entitled to information about your lives. Now, I do think it is there should be some healthy level of disclosure because the less that you disclose um, information about your personal self to others is the less um, the less connectivity and the less ability they have to become closer to you. So the vulnerability of disclosure is important. However, if you feel uncomfortable and if you feel that you don't want to share that information, I think that's okay. Um, whether you're a young adult or, you know, a teenager, there's just a respectable way to do so. And I think that a lot of the respect has been lost from one generation to the next. And I think that's why it looks like we're so rebellious and we probably think that we know it all. And I'm speaking on behalf of millennials, um, Gen Y, Gen Z, um, talking to like baby boomers. That's why it seems like there's such a large disconnect because there's just a rawness from both sides that does not look like there's any honor, any respect um, or any connect or any desire of connection. And I, and I totally disagree with that myth. I, I truly and wholeheartedly believe that, you know, if we approach these situations that are uncomfortable, um, then with respect and with love, then they will be received much better. For instance, if you tell that distant auntie that you haven't talked to since that time last year, like, you know, I don't really believe that we have the relationship where I feel comfortable disclosing that information. They will completely understand why you don't want to share. And even if that's not the reason, perhaps you just got off, you know, out of a really bad relationship. You just got out of um, a really hard season of testing and exams and you really don't want to talk about school. Say that. Just say that. Tell them like, hey, I don't know when I graduate. I am taking this semester by semester, but you'll be sure to get a graduation, um, a graduation invitation. You know, just say that. I think sometimes we try to hold back information um, instead of just being transparent that, you know, hey, this semester was tough and I don't want to spend my break talking about it, rehashing it. I'm trying to figure out which direction I'm going and I don't have all of those answers yet. Or, you know, dating and relationships in college or in this young adult phase of my life have not been successful. So I am just trying to heal and understand what it is I need to do better or what I need to do differently in order to see success or at least see prospects in this area. Like we can say that and it's okay. I don't believe those things are um, disrespectful. And I think that, you know, instead of just disregarding their question, or giving a false answer. Some of you guys are just completely not honest and you're trying to give a cop-out answer just to have an answer. You don't have to show up to these family functions with pre-made answers on what you want people to think about you or just to give them the answer that will cause them to ask no more questions. I don't think that's healthy either because now you're painting a facade and a picture of you and people's minds that's not consistent with the way that your life 
is or isn't going to go. So that's not the time really to be speaking in faith. That's the time to be completely transparent and say, well, you know, I'm in expectation of my life looking this way and I am doing everything I know to do to put myself on the path to direct it there. So, so this is just giving you really some communication around the table, around the Thanksgiving or the Christmas meal, around the tree or, you know, around, around the day to day, whether you go Black Friday shopping or whether you're sitting around on your phones doing some Cyber Monday looking with family, with friends or with people you haven't seen in a while. Me personally, um, I don't so much struggle with answering questions uh, about my life with my family. It's people that I grew up with, people that feel entitled to know what's going on in my world and what's going on in my personal life when I haven't talked to you since like seventh grade. That is what is weird and uncomfortable to me, first of all, because it's expected that I remember you. And then it's also worth expected that I just pour out everything that I've been doing in the last X amount of years. And that is just not, not me. Um, no, that's just not who I am. I don't mind giving you, you know, um, an update on where I am currently, but I don't, I don't really necessarily feel the need to go back (laughs) 17, 18 something years, uh, to disclose to you what I have going on in every detail and every step of the way. So again, whoever, whoever your quote unquote nemesis are in this season, um, Another nemesis that I want to talk about that may or may not be um, physical, may not be another person, is dealing with singleness, depression, and loneliness. So um, I have been single for the past three, maybe four, three, three for sure. No, four. I've been single for the last four Christmases, the last four Thanksgivings. Um, and four of those seven years I've been away in college as well. So, um, my family, you know, it, it just was just recently has come up that my family has begun asking the questions, you know, well, you've never brought any boyfriend home or you, you've never actually introduced us to anybody other than your high school sweetheart. So we're starting to wonder like, when's our 10th grandchild coming? Like, look, you already have nine grandchildren. You have Nine grandchildren ranges from the ages of 21 years of age down to eight or nine months. And you have every age demographic represented in between. You got babies, you got toddlers, you got adolescents, you got preteens, you got teenagers, you have young adults. You literally have every single age of lifespan within that range represented in your nine grandchildren. You have a diversity of ethnicities, cultures, and relationships in those nine children. And so you dare fix your mouth to ask me for a 10. <laughs> like, guys, sometimes we have to take a step back and say, like, yo, it's okay for me to answer that question that way, like, hey, instead of focusing on the one grandchild that you don't have from me, how about let's focus on the variety and the depth of grandchildren that you do have? You know, I think that that is sometimes the perspective shift that our family needs. Perhaps instead of um, focusing on the relationship that I'm not in, let's focus on all the amazing things that I am doing with my singleness. Perhaps instead of focusing on the fact that, you know, I haven't mentioned to you that I went on a date, how about let's just relish in the fact that perhaps I'm just trying to save you from bringing too many possibilities home when it's too early or it's too soon, you know, and this is not me. Don't think that I'm 
using this podcast to throw shade at my family or not. They have been amazing. They're very protective of me. And so I love them. And they've been very patient with me throughout my life process and my journey through education and all of the growth and development that I've experienced during this stage. So, um, but these are small conversations. And like I said, this hasn't been like a, a whole heaping sit down and let's throw the dressing off the counter to have a like powwow about it. But it'll just be the subtle comments because you have a lot of family and a lot of friends, a lot of people who want to know. And those may be very tender and vulnerable areas as you are a single navigating through the holidays. So, again, don't feel like... um don't feel like you have to have an answer, like you have to bring somebody home. Normally around this time of year, I see a lot of memes and statuses and tweets that where uh, people are, <laughs> where people are auctioning themselves as boyfriend or girlfriend packages, meaning that you can buy out, you know, them to, to come home to, to parade around as if they are your boyfriend and girlfriend or significant other. And though, and, and though there it's funny, it, it's speaking to another level of intimacy indicating that we have a need to present ourselves in a certain way when we go home as if being in a relationship is the only success that we have to bring home or the only report that we have to bring home how about let's talk about the amazing things that God is doing in our lives how about let's talk about that new adventure that we went on with our friends in college or that new promotion that we got on our job and how it's enlightening us to take on more responsibility and we're transforming the culture of the company how about let's talk about the self-care practices that we've instituted to uh, channel and to direct more peace around us and to help and serve others. How about let's talk about that transforming life dream that we have. Come on, somebody. There's, there's more to talk about than relationships. So don't let somebody box you in and hone in simply on your singleness. Because again, as I mentioned, whether I was home for Christmas, whether I was away for Thanksgiving, whether I went home for Thanksgiving, whether I spent time with my nieces and nephews or my siblings, whatever the case, I have not had like a lot of, well, here he is like in the flesh type of encounters I've talked to them about guys that I was considering or people that I was dating but I never allowed the doom and gloom of the situation or the circumstance that I was in to override all of the other amazing things happening in our lives so again our family wants to know our friends want to know they care about the relationships whether friendships or intimate relationships that we're in and and that's okay I mean you want them to care about you you want them to give you wisdom about the person that you're potentially seeing you want their input because they love you they know you they've been with you for years they know more about your blind spots because they can see them more clearly than you can so of course we want to involve them in those conversations but we don't want to make those conversations and that area of our life to mean everything because it doesn't. You are a whole you, prayerfully you're a whole you in your singleness and you have a whole lot to do and a whole lot that can be done. So I would not stress or fret over um, being in a place or not being in a place in that area because there's so many more things that can be focused on. There's so much more fun to be had in this season of your life. And I think that if we approach this season of our life and treat it, you know, as a part of our lives and not the whole of our lives, I think we'll get a whole lot more out of the season. So dealing with singleness and that's, that's dealing with it externally, right? Like that's dealing with it as far as your family and your friends. And for me, those people that you've grown up with, with um that that's what you're you're dealing with uh, as far as your singleness now there's another part of singleness that i mentioned earlier 
um, that has to do with the depression and the sadness. Because perhaps, you know, other than the family pressures and outside pressures, you want to bring somebody home. You want to, you know, have that family tradition of opening presents on Christmas morning and baking cookies at night and having your homemade eggnog for everybody to love. And you desire and long for your own family and, and more, more particularly than your own family, your own significant person. And so during these times when these holidays roll around and you don't have that significant person or you don't have that in-depth and more enriching relationship to enjoy um, and reflect during your times of life on, you get sad. Depression will sit on you. You don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to do anything. You don't really enjoy being around your family. When you go around your family, you got your headphones in the whole time or you're in a back room cooped up looking at social media and looking at everybody else who's in their onesies and looking at everybody who has their perfect family Christmas photos for yet another year. Um, and you're sad and wallowing in the fact that you don't have a somebody. Well, I just want to encourage you to be that somebody like be that somebody that somebody would want to put in their picture. You know, enjoy the time that you have with your family, because at some point you will have your somebody and you may not be able to get home. You may not be able to spend unlimited amounts of time with your parents who are getting older or your siblings who are doing different things in life or your nieces and nephews who are young and babies now. But they're going to grow up and they're going to have opinions and they're going to talk. And so then they're going to have their own own family traditions and or those aunties and uncles that you don't get to see year round because every day is not promised and I really believe that the holidays are a great time um, to spend with those that we love whether those that we love are close friends or our families again I mentioned earlier that it's okay to travel atypically during this time or if you're like me use that time to persuade your family to do something atypically like hey look every year we go and we spend Christmas at dad's house how about instead of spending Christmas dad's how about this for this time next year let's plan to spend Christmas on a cruise let's take the kids on a cruise and expose to them what it's like to be on a cruise let's hop around a couple islands let's you know let's do something different and so I believe that will channel and challenge you to not feel depressed to not feel heavy to not feel weighted um, by not having a significant other because I honestly I honestly know for a fact that the more you put it before your rear view and and the more you put it in your face, it's the more that you will long to be at a place that you're not in. And I think one thing that I've done in my singleness has brought me great peace is that I've focused on the place that I was in. I, I have simply and... I've simply honed in to who I am, to what I'm called to do and to enjoy those times for what they are, because I know those days are coming. I know the days are coming that I'll never, ever spend another Christmas alone. I know the times are coming that I don't get a choice in whether I get to be by myself or travel or not, because I have a family who has needs, who wants to celebrate, who wants to do this and do that. And, and I have to be there for my family. And I'm totally, totally open and excited for those times. But until they manifest fully, um, this is where I am. So don't allow depression and sadness to sit on you during the holidays. Don't, if you have to put your phone down because we talked about phone addiction in my last uh, podcast. So if you're not able to put your phone down, go listen to that podcast because we got some other things that we need to do and some other things we need to consider. However, but you can deal with your singleness in a new light is what I'm getting at. You can deal with your singleness from a healthy perspective. It does not have to be a detriment to you because the holidays are here. It has not killed you, 
this far to be single. All the other days of the year, 365 days of the year, we have one day for Thanksgiving, one day for Christmas, and then we kind of are allotted, you know, two weeks or week breaks, depending on what type of lifestyle and what type of work schedule, or if you're in college, wherever season of life you're in, you're given days off, whether it's the day itself or days around the day. Point being that the other 365 days of the year, you got up, you went to work, you went to school, you went to class, you went to the seminar, you went to the gym, you pumped your gas, you got your groceries, you ate what you wanted to eat, you, you laughed you had fun you made a new memory you you gained trust in a new friend it did not kill you to be single so do not allow it to wait on you and to kill you during this holidays don't let it kill and steal from you the joy of the holidays thanksgiving is a beautiful time no matter how you spend it because you get to think about all the things that you are thankful and grateful for christmas it's a beautiful time it's a giving season i believe it's the one time in western american culture where people intentionally put themselves aside to give to show love and to show care and concern for other people it really is the most wonderful time of the year because think about how awesome our lives would be if we had Christmas 12 months out of the year if we didn't just wait until the end of the year when Christmas rolls around to show compassion on the homeless to show compassion for those who you know eat by a, a soup kitchen if we didn't wait to, to get that thoughtful gift or that thoughtful gesture to the ones that we love think about how much more enriched our lives would be so I do think that it's a wonderful time and I and I don't want you to allow singleness or the focus on singleness um to take away from that moment to take away from experiencing such an amazing joy again you have to be in a very healthy emotional space to deal with Christmas alone and I am and and so even though my, my mom, she hates it, she's like, I don't believe anybody should ever spend Christmas alone. It's Christmas. And, and I understand her perspective. But for me, that was a self-care thing. I wanted the most wonderful time of the year to be spent doing the things that I wanted to do. Um, and I was sharing with one of my mentees that essentially what I did was um, I woke up when I wanted to. I, I worshiped the Lord. I went back to sleep because I don't I don't get to like sleep in like that. Normally I'm hustling and bustling and running. So uh, sleeping in was a big deal for me. I got to walk down to the buffet and after I got down because I, I found this Groupon and so I went to this uh, resort and so I um, went to this resort and it was amazing. Walked down to the buffet. I picked over what I wanted to. Then after that, you walk out of the the main eating area and they have like an inner court and an outer court. The inner court, they have all of these like jacuzzis and swim pools and all this like fun fest of the family things. And that's where a lot of the families who were at this resort were. But I went on past that and I went down to the beach because the resort was right off the beach. And I got to sit um, and listen to the waters in the evening morning because the evening morning. Wow. The early morning because um you know all the families with the little kids were trying to make sure that they had breakfast so it was really quiet it was peaceable there was a cool breeze coming off the water and I got to pick up one of the books that I've been meaning to finish and I got to finish it and it was just the most amazing thing ever I dozed off I woke back up I didn't feel um threatened I didn't feel like I wasn't safe by sleeping on the beach by myself because I had already checked the the safety ratings and everything and I actually made some friends there so I had some people who would check in on me you know because they knew I was by myself and so I actually made friends with a lady who had 11 kids 
um, her oldest was 21 and she had a, a lap baby and was currently pregnant. And so I kind of became a part of their, their number because she was like, you know, after six kids, I mean, what, what is another one? And so I was like, well, for me, it's a lot, but apparently for you, it's not. So anyway, um, I made a lot of different friends and I had a lot of new experiences. I tried new foods and I got to rest and that's what I needed last Christmas. I didn't need a lot of pressure, um, to get dressed up, to sit in the living room, to eat foods that I don't eat. I, I just didn't want that. So again, make the most of your Christmas eat atypically, travel atypically, do something untraditional, um, get outside of your norms, um, defy those question norms that you don't really want to. It's okay. Like be respectful and be loving and deal with your singleness. And the reason why I'm using the verbiage of dealing with your singleness is because sometimes our singleness deals with us. And I don't want you to be dealt with on the holidays. I want you to enjoy them. So enjoy your holidays. If you don't hear from me, well, you probably won't hear from me on Christmas. I'll talk more about that on my next podcast. But we are about a week before Thanksgiving, a week and a day, and I will still podcast. So happy Thanksgiving if this is the last um, podcast as you listen to me before Thanksgiving and Merry Christmas um, because you won't hear from me on Christmas and again that'll be discussed more in my next podcast so until next time guys rethink your holiday plan if it's not what you want be healthy be whole be happy I love you all until next time guys peace love and hair grease